Yo, what's going on? This is Fries with Jake. It's your boy, doing a podcast. We talk about everything and anything, and each episode is a little different from the next. You might love it, you might hate it, but you gotta respect it. Let's go, bitches. All right, you hear me? Yes. All right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, um, I had the um, mic hooked up, so when the mic's hooked up, I can't hear your audio. So basically what happened was after I disconnected, I went back and I listened to it and um, <clears throat> it was, I could hear you saying, hello, hello, I can hear you. <laughs> I can hear you. So I was yeah. trying to get the mic hooked up. Anyway, uh, fries with Jake, guys, uh, got two guests on the show today. Alec, right? That's right. Pizzano, it's right in front of me. I don't know why I asked that question. But now that I know, um, he's in a band pretty cool band called ghost friends i listened to some stuff uh probably a few weeks ago and today real cool stuff man uh i dig it it's got a little bit of a different vibe i I guess you guys label yourself as alternative yeah it's like it's hard to really put a pin in it like it's it's like a cross between pop punk but not really pop punk more like indie rock but not really indie rock Okay. Kind of emo, but not really emo. It's like it's like a, a trifecta of those sort of genres, though. That's cool. That's cool, man. And how many yeah. members are in the band? So right now, actually, we're um, <clears throat> the band's a four piece. We are actually looking for a new bassist right now. So I, I figured it'd be a good time to put the word out on the airs that we're uh, that we're looking for a new bassist. But it's there myself. So anybody it's who myself. hears this, yeah. Ghost Friends is looking for a new bassist. Yeah, you know what we um we had we had a really good time with our bassist Jimmy, but unfortunately, you know life gets in the way, and he had a baby and all that fun stuff. So um, he's moving on to other things, more family oriented stuff, and uh, we're looking to increase our show playability. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I I absolutely understand what you're saying, man. I, I've done the band thing for a long time. I've been in a lot of bands. You know, you, you know, you're in a band for six years and then you're in a band for a year and then another year and then you're in a band for two and then you're in a band for three and then this person leaves and this happens. Oh, dude, I've been through it all. So, oh, yeah. And actually, what's funny about this is this is the first time that I'm actually I mean, we've been messaging, but uh, had a conversation uh, back and forth that wasn't messenger. <laughs> right right i know you're hard man to get a hold of <laughs> yeah yeah I, you know and tr- we were we've been trying to we were trying to do a podcast that was um you know everybody together and you know me going there or you coming here but then mm-hmm. uh anchor has this new thing where we can podcast together and we can stay at home so yeah which is pretty sweet right <laughs> yeah it's pretty sweet you don't have to travel you know the only thing is i don't have my mic hooked up but you're probably relatively close to the phone. I'm relatively close to the phone. So right. when it's like that, um, it's actually uh, it works out pretty well. So cool. You know, I'm glad we could uh, glad we could connect on that level. So basically, uh, I guess this is your uh, second podcast with this band. Yeah, with Ghost Friends, we did we did one. What was it like in the beginning of November, maybe, with our buddy Doug? And I, I think you're friends with Doug. I'm friends right. with Doug. Yes, that's right. Cool. That's right. I don't know why I forgot that either. Oh, I'm a mess today, dude. I can't <laughs> believe that I forgot that because I was actually on his show. That was yeah. his, for, his first podcast as well. And then he had heard mine because I have like, I don't know, 12 or 13 episodes or something. And, and he was like, oh, I'm thinking about starting a podcast after, after I had him on my show um he wanted to start it and then i wound up giving him the name for the show and just kind of tried to give him some pointers and you know what what's going on and how to do it but it's really you're just you're just conversation having a conversation with uh you know other people so yeah for sure so um but yeah man uh so how long have you been doing the singing thing so actually the the singing thing's fairly recent i've i've been in bands for um a, a long long time longer than i'd want to admit mm. but um you know i uh singing is is new to me I, i'm usually uh you know guitar and like piano and that kind of stuff doing that kind of stuff in bands but singing i started with ghost friends as a passion project and that was maybe last year it's been a year that i actually have been like full-on being like okay like i'm gonna commit and like do this singing thing so what so do you mean probably... by like a um passion project so i've, I've been like a like I said, I've been in bands um, 
for a long time. Uh, I'm actually in, in another band. We've been a, like a black metal band for 10 years. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been doing that whole thing. So this is my first time like being behind the microphone kind of deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. All right. Well, that, well, there you go. So this is your current band. And then you've been in how many bands? Um, well, I, I want to say I've been in two other bands before this. And I'm currently still in that that black metal band that's been around for ten years. <clears throat> All right, we're, so still, we're still doing stuff. What's the name of that band? That's IAT. They're based out of uh, Philly. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I work in Philly like every day. So, oh no, I'm from Philly. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I went to uh, I went to school at UArts. I lived right in Center City for a couple years. Yep. So I'm basically going to tell you real quick what happened to me. Uh, <laughs> So I knew I was going to do the podcast, but I wasn't sure if I was going to be make. I was going to come over to your place and do it. And then I was like, oh, I got to remember my podcast stuff. And then I woke up, I took the dog out and I was like, I went to work and I'm like, oh, I, don't have, I don't have my podcast stuff with me. Oh, my <laughs> God. So then I, I go home and I start thinking about it. And I'm like, okay. So I was like, all right, well, sorry to hold you up, by the way. I, I know you we're trying to get started at like 3.15. And then I got home and I'm like, I don't have any cigarettes. Shit. And then uh. I'm charging my phone and my dog's next to me and, and she's eating the toy and she decides to chew up my charger. Classic. Yeah. I'm like, that's great. As, as I'm charging my phone, so now I have like 20% on my phone. But it should be enough to get through um, – you know, get through the podcast or whatever. So, um, what what are your well, guys? If you, if you crash on me, I know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely know why. But I mean, I All can't right. even like. You know what? I might be able to actually. Uh, let's see if this works. All right, we're gonna hope that I don't lose Alec here when I do this. You still there? Yep, I'm here. All right, so I found another charger. Got it plugged in. Um, all right, so you've been playing, you know, music for a long time. That's pretty cool. Um, and Ghost Friends has been around for how long again? About a year, to be honest. It's fairly fresh. That's awesome. So what did you, did you like, um, so explain to me really, and people who are going to listen to this, uh, you know, how did everybody get together? You know, I've been in bands before, honestly, dude, where, uh, you know, my most recent, not the one that I'm in right now, my startup project, but the one that I was in like two, three years ago, dude, I found everybody on Craigslist straight up. And I was like, I'm not joining a band. I'm not doing it. I was like, <clears throat> I'm creating a band from scratch. I'm finding the right people. I clicked with somebody and then we started, you know, then somebody else and somebody else and somebody else. Now, did you guys like all know each other or was it kind of like, well, these guys are all in bands. Uh, we'll try to get him or we'll try to get him or whatever. Or did it, was it something like, uh, you know, something like what I was talking about? So the original lineup for Ghost Friends um, was through a mutual friend who was a drummer. Um, and that lineup lasted a couple of months just trying to get things off the ground. And then um, that's where I met Kyle, who's like the current guitarist. Right. Uh, and then we had an opening for a drummer. And um, my, my cousin, uh, Juicy, is a drummer. and, and I had Juicy, a that's a cool name. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a fucking cool dude. So we... Um, you know, I, I, we had been in a band in high school together and like, you know, we're cousins. So I, I'd known him since, you know, baby shit. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. 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 So he just like, he just clicked and we all, we all just kind of fit in. And, uh, yeah, it's been a four piece for the last <clears throat> year. What's that? It's been a four, it's piece, been a four, for... it's been a four piece for the last year. Oh, okay. Sorry. I didn't, I didn't hear that part. All right. So you got the band together. You, you figured out what kind of, uh, music genre, I guess you want to do did you guys start like just like all right listen we're gonna jam and whatever comes out we'll figure it out or did we or did you guys kind of have like a goal of this is what we want to sound like I heard the other podcast with uh you guys and Doug and I think his name was uh Justin that's Juicy yep all right so Juicy Juicy J I mean it makes sense I'm I'm sure that's why his name's Juicy for Juicy J right totally okay so that makes sense so he was basically um, saying that he had some, uh, I guess, influences of some other bands and stuff, and they, he kind of wanted to bring that to the table. So was it like, all right, we're just going to jam. Well, maybe we'll try to go this route. Or did you have like a specific type of thing that you wanted to play? 
I think the original lineup for Ghost Friends kind of started us on a trajectory of okay, we want we know we want to do something in the like pop punk sort of vein. Um, and then when I came along, um, I had more of like a rock and even like more of a metal influence. And I think when those influences like mixed together, it kind of made the sound that we have right now. Okay, so everybody kind of had their own influences together, and it kind of just created into what it was created. Just kind of like melded into this. Everybody weird... wants to do uh, pop punk now, man. I, I I have a lot of you know a lot of some friends that are in bands and stuff, you know. And pop punk's this thing. Bop, when I was in a thrash punk band back in the day, pop punk was the thing. It's it's just something that's I guess been around for like a long time. It's funny, yeah. I mean, like going back to like the, the music stuff, like my wheelhouse is absolutely metal like death metal and black metal but i can remember listening to um stuff like sense of stale and under oath when i was in high school yeah and, um you know i feel like there's like a little bit of a resurgence almost like p- maybe people our age are now kind of like feeling nostalgic for that kind of music and it's kind of making a little bit of a, a surge back so yeah I, I definitely see what you're saying whereas um there's a lot of like pop punk bands kind of surfacing or like at least pop punk influenced things like surfacing. Yeah, exactly. And um, it's just something that's, you know, always around. But also, too, there's a lot of emo stuff out there and, and all kinds of stuff. So that's where I actually tried to switch it up. I was almost going to move to California uh, yeah. probably like four years ago when I was in the band. And then it didn't wind up happening and the band kind of split up. But mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> after that, I was just like, I'm done. I'm not playing anymore. I've been doing the band thing my entire life. Like I'm, I'm done. So like, you know, you research back into, I start same thing. Like I connected with my guitarist and now I'm just like, all right, dude, like I'm, you know, you're a metal guy. I'm a metal guy. We've been in a metal band together, but I'm like, who nowadays is playing like rock music, like a rock band. Like think of like old school, like, I don't know how old you guys are, but like, think of like an old school band, like tool, or like Alice in Chains, or yeah. you know stuff like that. That's just like rock. Yeah. You, do you, like I don't even know like, of a band that's even like that anymore. There's not really much, unless you're getting these like kind of old head guys who are who are trying to like revive the whole Alice in Chains vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like that's there's me a... though. I, I'm I'm the old head, so oh, okay. Yeah, right. I, I'm 36. So oh, okay. Yeah, we're we're all about just like drinking and making music um <laughs> but it's fun to play you know after playing you know you were in a metal band you know and um so you were so were you screaming in the metal band or- no no in the metal band i i play um i play uh guitar and i do all the um orchestral stuff in studio like as far as um like symphonics so you're doing like the meadly meadly stuff on guitar yeah, basically. Like mealy, 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 mealy. Um, nah, I guess so. I mean, it's a healthy dose of, of both. But I guess if you had to like slam me down to one thing, it would be like I do mostly rhythm stuff. Okay. Yeah. All right, that's cool. So we have that. Um, all right. So basically, you ha- you guys have the sound. Everything's cool. Now, where did you guys, uh, you know? So okay. It's been a year, but I went on iTunes and I see that you guys have like um, a few like EPs. So what do you have, like three of them? So we've got, we put out a demo was like the first thing we had done. We figured let's get music out there so people can hear what we're doing and then we'll start playing shows. So the first thing we put out was our Black Maker demo. And that was, I think it was June of last year, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, then we played a bunch of shows and then... Um, Shortly after we started playing shows, I think it might have been into 2018, We, uh, I wanted to do an acoustic version of one of the songs off Blackmaker. So that's where that single is on um, our band camp. Okay. And then recently, just um, the end of October, we just put out this brand new EP. Yeah, True Speak, right? Yeah. All right, that's cool. And um, so you have a total of two then, right? uh technically yeah technically it's it's a demo and then a uh ep dude the recordings sound great uh honestly I, I heard them and i was like you know that's the thing when you're in a band man it's like you, everything's together you start making songs thing, things start flowing and you're like all right well where are we going to record D- you know and i'm sure you've been through it i'm sure the guys in your band have been through it maybe they haven't 
But it's like, are we going to spend $3,000 on an EP? You know what I mean? Like, I've been, yeah. like, I've spent $1,500 on an EP and then the fucking brand breaks up. And you're just oh, like, fuck yeah. oh, yeah. Okay, well, what now? Now we just waste our money. But it's super important to get a studio that, like, everybody can agree on. And different studios will record, like, different genres of music and cater mm-hmm. to that specific genre. So, like, did do you guys record your own stuff or did you go somewhere? So, for Tree Speak, um, our, our bassist at the time, Jimmy, uh, had a recording studio, and he, he basically took the reins on that whole thing. Um, so, kudos to Jimmy for doing that. That was basically his, uh, his baby that he created, as far as, like, the uh, tones and all that stuff. So, who, who did, like, the mixing and everything? Jimmy did all that. And, and remind me again, who's Jimmy? Jimmy is the the uh, former bassist. Okay, so the one that was in the band, he so he he recorded everything, basically, yeah. So did the drummer have to like hook up a bunch of like drum mics and I guess put it into like an interface and then the interface into like Pro Tools or something? Yeah. So what we did what we did was we went and we recorded we tracked drums at um, Gradwell House in Haddon Heights. Okay. All right. Cool. And then we did everything else in studio at Jimmy's uh, private studio. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. I mean, whenever you do drums, it's like you're either going to just like put it. It's a whole like thing because I'm dealing with that right now where it's like, okay, well, how are we going to record? See, when you're doing guitars and stuff and bass, you can do it in a fucking band. You're just like plugging in, dude. And you're just like, all right, let's go. That's exactly. Yeah. Drums are the trickiest and probably like the most like essential piece to a recording. If you can get like good drum tones. You're like halfway done, you know? Exactly. And then I'm sure he's uh, playing to a, a click, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so when you, you have to, for people that don't know, like recording stuff, it's essential for the producer to have a click because it's just e- easier to edit and mix the track and everything is on point and the right speed because you could be playing music and then next thing you know, you're playing at what, you know 150 BPM but then you record it and it's like 200 BPM and you're playing it too fast or too slow or whatever. You yeah. Know. There, it, with, with human error and everything, even if you sway a couple BPM, it, it, it's, it could be noticeable if you're looking for that kind of stuff. Exactly. Exactly. But that's really cool that he was able to mix all that stuff. And uh, did you guys, did he master it or did you go somewhere to get it mastered? He mastered it too. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, he, he's got a legit operation. <laughs> All right. So is so was he in the band and he's like recording like other bands too or? Yeah. Yes. All right. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So how long did it take you guys to record the uh, EP? What? How many songs are on there? There's, oh, fuck. Um, six, I believe. Six songs on there. Six songs. Okay. Yeah. And um, it took us a long time, way longer than I would like, just because we were, um, you know, balancing work. It's not like we're getting paid off of this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah. try and like do it when you find time, um, you know, and, and doing it all essentially DIY. Uh, sure. You know, things take longer than you'd like. So I think we started recording around June. Okay. June of, wait, wait, wait June of last year. June of uh, 2018. Oh, this June. Yeah. So how long did it take to make the songs? We started writing them, I think think around christmas time maybe that's not a bad turnaround no not really not really i mean i felt like things would go in spurts you know what i mean like we'd, we'd be like really solid and like you know crank out like two songs and then like a couple weeks would go by and nothing would happen no progress we made or like really yeah and even like in the recording process we would we recorded drums in june and then we didn't get um we didn't start recording guitars till August. You know what I mean? Right. Do you guys have any like pressure? Like I know sometimes when you're in studio on drums, there's like fucking, uh, drum, you know, drums are set up and there's like friggin' mics everywhere. And you're like, I can't hit it to the right. You know what I mean? Now you're like pressure you got the click track and, and your whole time that you're playing, you're like, you're sitting here and you're like, oh, time is money. Time is money. Time is money. So, like, I was sitting there playing the drums. I'm like, I got to get it in one take. I'm going to get the whole thing in, like, one take. And then next thing you know, you don't. And then you're sitting yeah, there. Yeah, so frustrated. How does it work with you guys that are on, like, guitars and bass and stuff? Like, 
it's just like, blah, 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 and then it's like, okay, well, there you go. There's one take. Or did you guys have to do like multiple takes in this whole like recording process? We ha- we definitely did like the whole multiple take thing, and even like multiple passes on the same track and stuff like that. Just like we 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 wanted it to sound as legit as like you know four guitar tracks per per guitar you know what i mean like right we really went like all out and like made sure that it was going to sound as like thick and just like as powerful as it could right yeah well exactly i mean you know that's that's what you want so all right so it's you know you guys put that out pretty fast uh you know considering i mean i know sometimes like you were saying like when you're creating songs i mean sometimes something happens and sometimes some you know something doesn't you know, you're always mm-hmm. and then you're always trickling with uh, different guitar parts, different bass parts. And I'm sure when you're, you know, singing, uh, you know, I guess the whole thing with with a singer is you have to figure out your melodies, correct? For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So like you hear like this track and you hear the guitars going and the bass going and the drums going. Do you just sit there and you're like, you know, what I mean, you have to. Oh, absolutely. The guys laugh at me whenever we start writing new material um i'll scat sing over top of everything <laughs> you scat sing absolutely just to get the melody down just to get like you know timing um and kind of like feel like the flow like melodically and also like pacing as far as what words would work so i'll scat sing over top of things and then i'll i'll record myself doing that and then go back kind of memorize the scat patterns and then write to it like you know so it's like the scat like is that like <laughs> Um, Isn't that yeah, a song I mean, called Batman? Yeah, not. It doesn't sound as hokey as that, but yeah, <laughs> okay. it's definitely, it's definitely like that kind of like like stuff like that. And then you got to figure out. So now, now you have like the melody lined up. Now you have to mm-hmm. figure out. Okay, well, what words am I going to use, and how am I going to throw these syllables in to where it's not too many words and too many syllable syllables, but it flows correctly. Right. Yeah, it sounds confusing. Yeah. Uh, it it could be very uh, time consuming, but um, I don't know. <laughs> I I care I care so much about like the way our my art comes across that I like it. It's absolutely necessary, you know. Like I know yeah. that it, it it's time consuming and it can be frustrating, but it's like so important for me to get this stuff like right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, how? Old, let me ask you something. How old um, is everybody in the band? Are they uh, older, younger? So I'm so me and Kyle are thirty. Uh, Juicy is twenty eight, I believe. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, how did you guys come up with the uh, band name Ghost Friends? Because that's actually really cool. <laughs> we spent weeks trying to come up with a name. I mean, it's, pretty, <laughs> it's like sure everybody's you know how... like text messaging. You're sitting there at work, and you're like, "How about this one? How about this one?" <laughs> Absolutely. And it was it was always like, oh, I got a sick idea. And we would literally we got to the point where we were we were making lists. It was like, don't send me any more ideas unless it's in a list of five options. And then it would be like we would be sending each other these lists of five and it would just get veto, veto, veto. Like it took it. Took, yeah, Because now everybody has to agree on it. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're sitting there throwing out a name and you're and you're uh you're like, oh, God, I like this, you like this, you like this, but you don't like it. And it has to be uh, unanimous against, you know, with everybody. It's, like, so frustrating. I know. And at one point, it got to the point where, where people started saying, well, I don't care. Well, I don't care. Well, you have well, you have to care. No, I don't care. I don't care. Take my vote away. I don't All care right, what fine. it is. It could be it's fine. named so High Pile Oversized Throw Blanket, and that's <laughs> the name of the band. <laughs> so yeah so i they would be we would be saying to each other like oh i don't care take my vote away i don't care and then you, someone would say all right well this is it no 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 i don't like that pick something else so it was just like this whole long drawn out process but uh we landed on ghost friends and i think it fits who's responsible for that name it's like an amalgamation i think me and kyle both kind of came up i i, I was kind of like all right ghost something when we had like you know a couple different names like ghost uh ghost street ghost i don't know and then i think it was like an amalgamation with him and friends or something like that all right well whatever it was i mean it it, it works right yo it did work i uh i definitely agree on that and um thanks to uh doug I, doug is the one that told me about you guys and then i just kind of threw it out there to doug 
shout out to Doug Castle. You know, I got to plug him, you know, Doug Castle. Doug. yeah, he's definitely a cool guy. I've known him for a long time, man. I remember I, I've known him since I don't even know, like 2009, maybe when I was playing shows with him. And then there was another show going on, uh, probably a couple months ago that I went out because my buddy, Kevin, I don't know if you know a guy named Kevin Bacon Jr. He he was on the show, but he was he's in a uh, pop punk band, but they're changing their style now. But uh, he he had told me about a couple bands that were playing or whatever, and you know it's cool that everybody's still doing their thing, and it's awesome that the scene. I'll tell you what, the scene isn't what it used to be. I don't know if you remember back in the day. Well, you probably won't remember this, but like, see, I'm from originally from Franklinville, but I live in Glassboro. You know, and like in this whole scene, like I'm talking like shit, probably like a couple years after I graduated, maybe like between 2002 and 2004, like Brad shows was going on. I surely remember Brad shows. Scene was like crazy. Like you could go to the Frankenville Skate Rank and there's like a million bands. Oh my god, so many metalcore bands. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of hardcore bands. I don't know if you remember a band named uh, Unfair Advantage. They were really big at the time. Mm-hmm. Um and that Crosstown Rivalry. I don't know. I if remember Crosstown, yeah. Yeah, Crosstown, we played with them and it was just so big. And now it's just like, dude, I've been out of the scene for so long that I'm like, how am I supposed to find bands? I know I know two people that are in bands, yeah. but like I don't know what other uh bands are out there. So I'm like, I don't know how to find these bands. I'm thirty five years old. It's not like I'm going to local shows. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. I mean, now it's like, you know, recently I just went to a basement show. Oh, my God. Let me tell you. what. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm like the old guy there. And like everybody's like super young. You know, there might be some kids that are like 22, 25. Dude, it brought me back. Like, literally, yo, this is so crazy. First of all, the place is called the G spot. Right. (laughs) Okay. So you pull up to this. You pull up to this house and it's like, yeah, there's just a show in the basement. (laughs) <laughs> you, just yeah. fucking, you go in the basement dude super tiny uh, there's like 60 kids there and they're just fucking jamming man I'm telling you like it's like super intimate especially with like a band that isn't like you know uh, you know famous or anything you know you're just kind of there you know and you're just hanging out and people are like you know jumping around and it's super small I mean it's pretty cool Mm-hmm. I don't know. If yeah, you guys I, done anything I gotta like say, that, but. since I since I started in Ghost Friends, I I've been shocked at the difference between like the death metal scene versus this like new pop punk scene thing that's kind of going around. It okay. is it is like a night and day difference. It's so it's so bizarre to me. I'm still like getting used to it. The fact that like people come out to shows and like everyone's like you know real like um, supportive and like you know people stay to see shit like the death metal scene is like super fucking elitist and clicky and shit like that yeah you know it's like it's like a night and day difference it's like am I still playing music like yeah exactly man you're gonna have those shows dude where you know you go somewhere and it's like there's you know there's four people there (laughs) But you've got to remember to play your hardest and your bestest at all times, whether there's four or 4,000. Hell yeah, man. You have to. I mean, you guys could have a show in my fucking basement. And, you know, you might have 10 people here, but you're going to fucking rock it, right? That's my attitude. That's my attitude with everything. No matter what it is, you just go wholehearted. What's that? I said, you just got to go wholehearted. That's what you have to do. Yeah. And, dude, there's another thing, too. Like, I got to bring this up. There's a couple points. See, uh, you know, when I was going to have you on, I really wanted to focus on you and your band. You know what I mean? I really wanted to focus on how the band started, what everybody does, the recording. Because I'm a band guy. You know, I kind of know all that stuff. So if I'm talking to somebody who's in a band and passionate about their band, then I really want to focus on that kind of stuff because – that's what people want to hear, and it's what I want to know, and I think it just goes better doing that. You know what I mean? Sure. So, um, what the hell was I going to say? Oh, um, <laughs> so ba- oh, fuck, I don't remember. Um, so basically, when oh, so the next thing for you guys, uh, first of all, where are you guys playing? Uh, playing at currently, like where, where around, you know, what area or whatever. 
So, like I said before, right now we're looking for a new bassist. So that kind of puts the kibosh on the whole live scenario. Well, where were you playing? Moment. We were playing. I know that Doug was throwing a bunch of shows at. Um, was it like VFW Hall or whatever it was? Okay. Down in in uh, South Jersey. Um, we were playing in Haddon Heights a little bit. What's that? Uh, the dance Ovations Dance Studio played there a couple times. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of where else we played at. A lot of like smaller like halls and things like that. Did you guys get into any of the Philly air, uh, Philly places? No, not yet. Like I said, like we've only played maybe like a handful of shows just um within the past year, and then spent time recording. So now we're looking to get out and do shows again, but we got to find a bassist first. Right. Yeah. It's always so, hard yeah, to find like another musician, you know. Oh, dude, especially as a four-piece, it sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, what kind of music do you play? Ah, a little bit of this yeah. and a little bit of that. And then it's like, does that person like it? <laughs> yeah. Would they play? Yes. And then, you know, you always come across like, hey, man, I've been playing bass for, you know, 30 years. Okay, so you've been playing bass for 30 years. How Do we want a 60-year-old man in our band? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it it works out if you get like the early bird special and shit like that. Like I wouldn't be opposed to that, you know, getting some early <laughs> dinners and shit. You just can't movies, <laughs> movies, right? Yeah, they like take you out for dinner and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, yeah, hell yeah, man. Band on a budget, dude. Band on a budget. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I, to- I totally know what you mean, though. I know what you mean. Like you want to make sure. Then that's like half the battle is trying to find someone who's the right fit because it is fucking soul crushing to have to to uh, replace a new member over and over and over again. So it's like when you, uh, so when you like do this. it, go ahead. I said, when you do it, you want to find someone who sticks, you know what I mean? You want to find someone who, who, who not only knows what they're doing, but like kind of meshes with your personalities and like, is a good fit for like morale and like, you know, for, for all that stuff for the band. Right. Exactly. And that's why, that's why it's so hard to do. So what is your guys uh, goal? I mean, is it like, all right, we want to get signed. Or do you want to do it uh, the new school way and kind of do everything yourself and make money that way? Um, you know what? I don't think being signed is all it's cracked up to be. Not anymore, this, man. In, Not in, in 2018. Field. Like back in the day, you know, that's where it was. It was like, okay, well, here's a million dollars and you record this album. But there's only one problem. You record the album. Dude, you got to recoup all that. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that that's, that's not the case. Like I said um, – you know, in, in certain situations, being signed to a label is beneficial. Like, my other, my the black metal band is signed to a label. Oh, but okay. As far as, like, this type of music, I don't think it suits what we're trying to do. I don't. I think that, like you were saying, you're kind of beholden to somebody when they start, like, you know, bankrolling stuff. And I think that in this day and age especially, it's really easy to DIY and finance everything yourself and, and, and kind of, like keep your money in your own pockets kind of deal you know what i mean yeah it's like you know there's i remember hearing of bands that were you know signed to epitaph or um signed to some like roadrunner or whatever and they're broke man like the merch i I know a bunch of guys i know a bunch of guys who are who are stuck touring consistently and can't get off the road because they are beholden and they have they have to make money for the label you know, so they're stuck on the road. They can't they literally have to keep playing shows and touring. Yeah, it's like, you know, what? and I remember <laughs> back. I remember back in the day, man, I, I don't know how people did it, dude. Like my goal in life, if I could, if I won, if I won five million dollars, you know, especially if I won a hundred million dollars, dude. I would just tour for the rest of my life and just really use. Yeah, dude, I would play music. I would get like I, I, at that point, I would just I would. Take all my time, I mean, and find the people. See, here's the thing. I've never toured. There, I know a lot of people uh, toured. I've never toured. Never. And I okay. know it can be gruesome, and I know it's dangerous, especially with, like, like I'm, a, I'm a drinker. So, like, you know, you get caught in all that or whatever, but, like, I would totally want to do it. And I don't understand back in the day, I was the old kid, and you got younger kids here that are like, yeah, we're just going on tour. I'm like – is, it, is that it? You just live with your parents and, you know, you just go on tour and you try it out and whatever. Because, like, now it's like, dude, I have my own house. I have, like, bills and shit. How the fuck am I going to go on tour? I can't go on tour. 
Dude, uh, let me tell you, it, it is absolutely 100% doable. I literally just came back from a tour um, in September. We went out for six days, and it, it's just it's just about like grinding and doing it all yourself, but it is absolutely feasible. It's totally doable. Yeah, I want to do it so bad, but I'm like, it, you know, you could – you have to make sure that you – I guess it's – you know what? Maybe it's like saving for like a vacation. Totally. You know what I mean? Like you save up a bunch of money and you're just like, okay. But then it's like, okay, where are we going to go and how are we putting this together? Yeah. You know? And, and that's- in, that instance, in that instance, it actually pays to get yourself a booking agent. Okay. Um, it can be a pain in the ass a little bit, especially if you're strapped for cash. But it is well worth it because you want to make sure that when you're playing shows like that – you're getting guarantees at each stop, and ma- and you're making sure that your books are in the black. Yeah, ha- see, how no. the hell do you even get, like, you know, when you're in a band, like, a guarantee? Because I remember, you know, playing, and I'm sure you remember the whole, like, fucking pay-to-play. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, you sell 300 tickets, but then your band's going to buy 200 of them. I'm telling you, that's a that's a death trap for a band. It's terrible, right? I hate <laughs> it. It's trap. terrible. Yeah. It never I'm, I'm works. People, people who are in bands listening right now, do not do pay to play. Avoid it like the fucking plague. I second that because I've done it and it's terrible and it never works. And people will say, "Oh, we're well, getting exposure." Uh, who? That's not. That's you not. That's not a guarantee. Tic- you bought the ticket. You're gonna. All right. You're gonna bu- listen. You're gonna buy some of the tickets. I. I don't care. Every band that I've been in and p- bands that I know that have done the whole pay to play thing, the band buys some of the tickets. Listen, I don't know 200 people. I don't even know 100 people. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know what I mean? It's like, how am I going to get 100 people to come out on a, on a Tuesday on night? On a fucking Tuesday <laughs> night at like right. 8 o'clock. How is that going to happen? <laughs> yeah, right. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. So you're right. You get, you get caught up in the flash of, oh, open up for this band. You know what I mean? Oh, this tour package is coming around and they need, they need openers. Sounds great. But, you know. Oh, I'm telling you, people out there, avoid avoid pay to play like the fucking plague. Yes, it just it just never it just never works. You know what I mean? But I'm serious. If you want a tour? Get out there. Get yourself a booker, or even DIY. Find out what you know, what bands you like, where they're playing. You know, find bars that have music nights and shit like that. Well, I, try and hook yeah. bands from other states. Yeah, it's doable. Yeah, like it's I would love. Like I think the furthest I've ever played was probably like maryland in some bar somewhere near a waffle we played the show uh my one guitarist wasn't able to make it we played the show was on this like stage a shitty dive bar but dude it was the best show that i played in a long time we're out in maryland (laughs) nobody knows where we are maybe one or two people like drove all the way there but dude we played for the bar it was great and then at three o'clock in the morning we went to the waffle house (laughs) and then we saw a fight and there was a fight in the waffle house in maryland so it was worth it. Yeah, it worth but you know what? <laughs> the waffles weren't good. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah, like you're going to go to a Waffle House and you're like, oh, here's so many good things about Waffle House, but like the waffles aren't good. That's lame. Yeah, that's like super lame. So like, um, do, do you guys, uh, you know, when you're practicing or jamming, do you do any like drinking or anything like that? Or is it kind of like, ah, oh, we're serious? Yeah, you know what? Not to sound like a lame dad, but like... I just I just want to keep my wits about me. I uh, I'll I'll have like a beer to like unwind and shit like that. But like, especially when I'm performing live, like when I'm playing at shows, I try and keep my wits about me so I don't really uh, I don't really imbibe. During yeah, that that's, time. that's you know, and with with us playing, you know what I mean. Uh, it, it happens. You you try to jam and make music. Like I literally had to say the other day to the guys, I'm like, listen, we're not getting fucking drunk tonight because we're all fucking drinkers. Like. We're not getting drunk tonight. We're making some fucking music, and we're getting this shit tight. You know what I mean? Because if not, we're just going right. to be sitting here playing music for six hours. Nothing gets done. Right. And I've, and I've played with dudes before who are, like, you know, unable to stand up and shit like that. It's not a good look. It's really not a good look. You know? Right, right. I mean, now, if you get famous or something, and, you know, you got to be really careful about that. Maybe that's why I'm not famous. Maybe that's not, not even, I don't even want to say famous. Maybe that's why I'm not, like, <laughs> you know, signed and going and touring and all that and making money. Cause it would be really hard. Like I would never, like you hear the stories all the time with the drugs and the girls and all that shit, dude, I wouldn't, I seriously, I would not get involved in any drugs. Like 
no drug. I'm like not about that. I don't I don't like do any of that. But when it comes to drinking, dude, like if I'm gonna come to if I'm gonna play a show, I'm not gonna lie. I used to have it down to where I could have like two rum and cokes and I would be good. It would settle my yeah. Because I hate nerves, you know. <laughs> it's just sure, sure. I hear it's, it, I it's one of those things where you're about to play, and it doesn't matter who you're playing on. You're like, like you've played the songs, like seriously, like I don't know, hundreds of times. But there's always like that one thing that could happen. The fucking mic fails or something, or you drop a. Oh my god! Listen, any drummers out there, if you drop a stick, it's like the worst thing ever. Because I'm not like quick with like dropping a stick and then one magically appears in my hand like there's guys that could like play the drums drop a stick grab it whatever i can't even find a place to put my fucking stick. <laughs> like i'm trying to put it over here on the right i'm trying to put it here on the left i'm trying to put it on my hi-hat trying to put it on the bottom now you could be in practice and throw a drumstick or purposely drop it it is not the same feeling and no, being not at all. playing a show and dropping a stick yeah, and and uh, not to sound again like a fucking old dad and shit like that, but it's like I um I take my shit so seriously. It's like I would I would be fucking kicking myself if I were drunk and fucking shit up and forgetting how to play and like shit like that. You know what I mean? Like I would be kicking myself for like the next week. Dude, it sucks. I, and I've not, and I've been there, and look. I uh I respect that. You know what I mean? Like I respect, but even not you know even if you weren't messed up, it could still happen. Oh, for sure. If you drop a pick or like, you know, like something happens and like you, even if you flub, a, you flub something. Break a happens. string, dude. What if you like break a string? Now you got to play the rest of your song. You got to play the rest of the song with like however many strings you have left. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why you bring two guitars. <laughs> okay. So, all right. Well. Be prepped. Be prepped. Well, that's great. Yeah. I, like if I, man, guitars are expensive though. Like what if you don't have an extra guitar? You got like, got it. Does anybody have a guitar? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or if you drop like a pick, or are you okay? So if you drop a pick, and what are you gonna do? Are you reaching? Are you playing with the left hand and reaching in your pocket and grabbing a pick and then going on to the next part? Uh, honestly, I I make sure when I play, I have a stack of picks on top of my amp for just such an occasion. That's awesome. Yeah, you you, you gotta. I sound like I sound like a fucking Boy Scout, like old man, like with all like, whoa, don't drink, and like you know, make sure you have two guitars and picks and stuff like that. But it's true, just like from experience of doing it, like it doesn't hurt. I am the worst. I will be completely honest with you. Like when I was in the the one band that we actually tried to make it with, like we, you know, we found the manager and we found the the van and we were, you know, playing big shows and battle <laughs> the bands and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And they were just so – see, I was just always out to play, man. Like, I'll sit here and play my drums, and I'm like, you know, I'll ask the guys, like, does this sound okay? You know what I mean? Because, like, you could tune them the way that you want, and but then it doesn't sound right with the type of music you're playing. Yeah, it's like every – and it's like, okay, so you have a guitar, right? And you're going to tune your guitar, right? You literally <laughs> put something down. You pluck a string. Okay, maybe I'm you – know, I, I don't know guitar, so maybe it's a lot harder than this, but this is, like – what I'm seeing as an outsider, you okay. basically put the tuner down and you're, you're plucking the string and you know, you're, you're turning the knob and, and tuning it. And it seems like, okay, I'm tuned in five minutes. That's it. Am I right yeah. or am I wrong? Basically. You know what drummers have to do to fucking tune their, dude, I yeah, have to take the, each the individual going, going drum. In the star of the lug nuts oh and all that God. shit. Take each individual drum Mm-hmm. off of my set and they they make this thing that it's like a dial and you have to put it on each lug nut and hit that freaking certain spot mm-hmm. of the drum and do that a hundred times oh yeah like eight <laughs> lugs on each fucking drum you know yeah. what i mean so now you have to get all that like tuned and not to mention you're tuning the top and then you're tuning the bottom you know what i mean then you gotta yeah. make sure you have the right symbols and you gotta make sure you have the right heads and you got to make sure that your your bass or your double bass is on point, and all them freaking lug nuts and everything, and cymbals and hardware, and oh, it's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, you don't, you dude. I just mean, get an electric kit. And call like, it. What's that? Go ahead. Get an electric kit and just call it a liquor kit. An electric kit. Oh, electric kit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, I know, but it's I I see. 
I don't know about the electric kits, man. They're just not as real to me. Obviously, they're not real, but it's not <laughs> yeah. as, it's not as a uh, it's not as like a real feeling, you know. What I mean, it's like no, I I totally get that. Yeah, you're not getting that 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 push of air when you're hitting like you know like a bass drum. Like, yeah, you're not... like you're fucking hitting some fucking drums, dude. I'm not trying to hit yeah. like a plastic piece. Like my symbol is rubber. You know what I mean? I feel you. It's rubber, <laughs> and I hear the cymbal sound, and like you know my yeah. ears or whatever, you know, and I'm just like, ah, this this is <laughs> so. Um, are you guys so? Have you had anybody try out for bass? Not yet. We literally just made the announcement maybe last week. Okay. So we're still we're still taking people. We have a couple people that we want to schedule for uh, auditions. Um, so yeah, we have we have not auditioned anyone yet, but we have a couple names that we're gonna uh, try out. That's cool. Do you have like a space where you're trying them out? Like, where do you guys practice at? So, um, our guitarist Kyle's got like a. Uh, like an unfinished basement that we're converting into like a live sound studio. It's a okay. slow process, but uh, eventually it will be set up that we can, you know, just go down there and press record and, and jam and crank out something. Well, where are you, where are you playing right now? I'm sorry. Oh, that's in, uh, that's in uh, Berlin. Oh, in Berlin. So it's like a, it's a setup. Is it somebody's house or is it like a garage? Yeah. yeah. Like basement no, it's, or? It's, uh, it's his basement. Oh, it's his basement. All right. Yeah. That's actually where I practice too in basement. I have like a big enough basement. You know, uh, thank God that I could actually like play some music. You know what I mean? Let me ask you this: Is it like a finished basement? So it's not a finished basement, but it's ten foot ceilings, and it's probably about the size of a football field, or maybe longer. Holy shit! Do you have it like acoustically treated in the area you're playing and shit, or no? Uh, no, because right now, I mean, I would think that if I was going to like record, then you might want to look into that. But like to finish my basement, it's like. I don't know, like ten thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Like it's now. I would save some money. Maybe I'd get away with like doing it for like five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. But at the same time, like right now, we're just playing and we're like we're trying to figure out recording ourselves. So I don't know if you remember this, dude. This is re- like you're close to my age. You know what I mean? But do you right. remember? I dug this out of my like pile of drums and all my shit downstairs. Like a Boss Roland. BR-864 digital recorder. Boss rule. No, I don't, I don't, I can't picture it in my head. I'm so, sure like, if I saw it, I'd be like, oh shit, but yeah. Dude, I can't basically, it it's like, it's just like this little square, and it's got four tracks on it. You can get them with four tracks, you can get them with eight tracks. Basically, if you wanted to, you could record a whole album on this thing. Yeah. You don't have to use Pro Tools. You don't have to have an interface. You don't need a computer. Literally, you plug in, and then you can, like, mix it and master it and record the whole thing and set up. Like, right there in the box? Yeah, just in the recorder itself. What? Yeah, it's so old. Dude, I brought this thing to – I call guitars because it's so old that, like, nobody even knows what it is. I called Guitar <laughs> Center, and they're like, yeah, there isn't – we haven't sold any of those things for, like, easily 10 years. Yeah. But anybody who had the pleasure of, like, owning it, they were like, these things are fucking awesome, dude. Like, nobody knows about this shit anymore. Really? Yeah. Like, they're like, listen, this is how we did it, like, back in the day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. back in, like, 2005. I mean, we're talking what is it, 13 What does it record on to? Does it record on to, like, tape? Like, cassette tapes? or like what, No, what it's is- not – It's so, yeah – even further back beyond that, they had it that was in a cassette tape. But no, it's all digital. Really? Yeah. So, like, the the board actually comes with, like, presets and fucking sound effects and fucking mixers and each separate track. You know, because when you're recording, you need different tracks. You need guitar For sure. track, drum track, what, vocal track, whatever. Each one has, like, an individual track. So you can set it up to, like, play guitar. That's a track. Play bass. That's a track. Play drums. That's a track. And then you can, like, mix it and put it, like, all together. Wow. And that's how they used to do it, like, back in the day. And once I found that thing, man, I was like, this is great. I didn't even know if it turned (laughs) on. I took it to the place. Uh, I didn't have a plug for it, so they plugged it in. It sat – it probably sat in my old – in my parents' house for easily 10 years. Like, (laughs) Really? I didn't even think it was going to turn on. Oh shit! But then I got it to turn on, and we I bought I went out I bought a mic I bought a mic stand and just plugged it right in the middle of the room, and I'm like, look, we're just gonna record live, okay? We don't need to go individual track and click track. We're just, you know, we're trying to put songs 
together. Right. I mean? And just kind of hear them back. The only problem with it, though, is that you have to record everything. And it's kind of difficult to get, like, separate a song and a song. So you basically have to, like, play a song, stop, and then play another song. And that right. can be recorded on, like, all one track. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, it's like, okay, well, if I want to send it to the guys or whatever, I can't just, like, I have to, like, take, you know, you have to, like, take it and then hook up, like, a, you know, um, what the fuck's that called? Um, a USB drive and then click the USB into the computer and then, like, email it. Hmm. Okay. So that's a little bit more, you know, difficult. And I've been researching. I'm like, is there a way to record from my phone? I just want to record everything on my phone and just text it to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, like now they have GarageBand on your fucking phone. You totally could do that. But my buddy, my one guitarist has that. And I don't know how it really it came out. But like, it's almost like the voice recorder on my iPhone is kind of better than GarageBand. Yeah. How is that possible? I, I, I don't know, but I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, okay, so if there's GarageBand for a phone, yeah. is there GarageBand? I'm sure there's a GarageBand on the computer, right? Or is it just strictly the phone? No, it's absolutely on the computer. Okay, so it's on the computer. So maybe, yeah. so you could basically do all of that through GarageBand, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would I would look into that, but it's like this whole recording. It's just, oh my god, dude! It's like a process, man. Like this whole figuring out. Like it's like okay, well, I if I'm gonna record, you know, my my drums or whatever. Now I have to go spend anywhere from three hundred to six hundred dollars on drum mics because I don't like most drummers that I see now. Well, I saw back in the day, and some that I see now, unless you're in like a crazy metal band, what do they got? They got a hi hat, they got a snare, they got a tom. And a floor tom, and that's it. Yeah, give or take. That's yeah. it. When I was playing, I got a snare, I got a hi hat, I got a little tom, a mid tom, another tom, another tom, four cymbals, a crash, a ride, this, that. It's like, how many? I don't like. Do they even make a ten mic set, a twelve mic set? <laughs> <laughs> they, I, I will tell you this, they totally do because. Um... My other drummer for the black metal band has like fourteen fucking cymbals. Like the dude's, like, it's crazy. And and when we record, we add a mic shit and yeah, they make packages for all that shit. Dude, that's a, that's another thing. It's expensive to be a drummer. Yeah, way expensive. Oh way my god, what, you. It's like, dude, it's the end of the world when you crack a freaking symbol and i listen and i'm sure your drummer has been through this and and in your death metal band too as well uh where you buy yo i just got freaking i just got z custom everything like this is back when like z customs were like like you know what i mean like i got z custom 14 15 16 17 z custom dude symbols are like 300 fucking dollars i don't understand they're ridiculous pedal you're you're slamming a stick against yeah it's 300 fucking dollars that that you you're you're putting 300 dollars into this piece that you are going to break like it's going to happen eventually it's going to happen yes it's like well i just got new symbols and they're actually um i I don't know if you ever heard of a company but they're minor yeah totally so like i started looking in because a lot of you know a lot of new drummers are playing with minor and uh it's like a it's a bronze colored one it's an entry level when i first saw them I'm like oh here's some minors i don't want to put out a lot of money you know whatever so i got two symbols for like a 100 bucks but dude you should have seen what i was playing with oh my god i had a symbol that looked like somebody had just taken a bite out of it yeah and absolutely. i'm just like well this is a pretty good upgrade but dude they go way beyond i'm like before when i was living at home and basically like anything that i needed i would just go out and buy it dude it was the work I spent six hundred fifty dollars. What'd you get? Three symbols, mm-hmm. or two symbols, like you said. That lasts you how long? About a year and a half, two years. Yeah, basically. If that, no, 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 no. When I first got them, dude, I probably broke them in I don't know three months. Jesus Christ! And then I had to buy fucking three more. It's like yeah. I spent so much money on drums, I can't even tell you. Like it came to the like I would always bought like um you know, use set. Like I had Tama, I had Pearl, I had Sonar. 
and it was kind of like put together and you know what I mean? I played with different kinds, but then it came to uh, finally where I was like, dude, I'm buying a brand new drum set. It was a thousand dollars just for the kit. Dude, seriously, like drummers get the shaft. Not only do you have like the most expensive gear, it's like you have the most shit you got to fucking lug around. You know what I mean? Imagine when you're playing a show, like when you're playing a show. Yeah, like when you're playing a show and you got to climb up steps. Mm hmm. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And here I am. I'm complaining that I got a 412. I got to haul up the steps. Meanwhile, the drummer's back and down, back and down. Like, you know. Oh, this sucks. This sucks. Yeah. Meanwhile, the fucking drummer, like, bringing up a fucking drum rack. Hell yeah. And not to mention, on top of it, dude, the carrying cases. <laughs> it never <laughs> ends. It never ends, dude. I yeah. swear. Yeah. It never ends. It's like, oh my God, man. Like, I remember I put, I went to Guitar Center and I was like, I'm looking at some uh, drum cases or whatever. And and I had a credit card at the time. Dude, it was like $1,000 just for the mm-hmm. drum cases. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm at $2,000 now with just the kit and the drum cases. And I haven't even bought cymbals or hardware or a double pedal or nothing. Right. The stuff, the stuff that you're going to use and then wear down and then have to replace in like a year. I don't understand. It's like you said. I don't understand why it's so much money. Like, is it because that it's, it's you know, it, they like there's some symbol companies, dude, they throw them in the dirt. Like, yeah. they make them, they throw them in the dirt, and they're, oh, this is all like, you know, hand hammered, and there's kids over here that are making these things. They're all like super custom and blah, blah, blah. It's like, does it have Wasn't well, it, isn't it true that they, that, isn't it true they take the old symbols and just melt them down, melt the metal down, and then just forge new symbols out of the old cracked ones and shit? Yeah, I've heard that they do do that. Yes. So, like, what? How are they so expensive? You just keep, you're just using the same material over and over again. It's not I like think, you're buying. I think to kind of get on your to maybe so you can understand, maybe not, but that it's like, are you gonna buy? Well, maybe this isn't a good thing, but okay, are you gonna buy a Marshall? All right, no, no. Are you going to buy an Ibanez or are you going to buy a guitar from Walmart? It's the name. I think yeah. a lot of it is the name. Yes, it's good quality, just like I don't know what you use like on a guitar or your amp, but like I think you're it's good quality, don't get me wrong, but you're also I think a lot of it has to do with the name. Like everybody knows, you know, Zillow. the brand. Yeah. Everybody yeah. knows Sabian, they've been played for freaking hundred years you know everybody knows that but you know you got these other brands like stag i didn't even know what stag was and dude to be honest with you the guy tried to sell me at the music shop he's like oh i got these stags here i was like i don't want that shit <laughs> get that shit out of here research on it. i have no idea if it's good or not yeah stag could have been the new savior that you just passed up man no man i don't know <laughs> i don't know it's just it's just one of those things where i'm just yeah. like uh, i don't know man it's 100 and it's like there's symbol packs but it's like okay you get the symbol pack dude and the symbol pack is like um okay hi-hats a 14 inch crash and a ride that sucks for 150 dollars yeah. the difference to your point about like you know what kind of guitar if you're buying one from walmart the difference is when you're buying like from a brand like that like you're not replacing a guitar every year you okay I mean? all right like, yeah that makes like, a lot of sense. like when i'm spending money on an amp i'm using that amp for years and years and years you know same right. thing with the guitar like i'm using that i'm using that guitar for a long time and it's not like i'm like you know punch <laughs> i'm punching the guitar every night you know what i mean yeah you have it for a while it's just yeah yeah and meanwhile we're over here and uh we're uh, are, we're, we're breaking stuff you know what i mean yeah so, um, all right. So we have a couple more minutes. I want to say thank you for Alec coming on the show. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank uh, you for having me, dude. I'm glad we could do this. Yeah, no problem. Uh, sorry it took a little bit. I had a, but we had some technical difficulties going on. Uh, Ghost Friends will be playing soon. They are currently looking for a bassist. And yep. you need to check them out on I believe they're on iTunes. You can search their albums. I know because I've listened to them. And I are you guys on Spotify? We are on iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, Pandora, I believe. Um, everywhere. Well, you can check out our Bandcamp. Um, Ghost Friends are real on Bandcamp. You can check us out on Facebook. 
Um, we're everywhere, dude. <laughs> Basically everywhere. So if you just go to your browser and type in Ghost Friends, you will find them. And uh, hopefully we can do it again, man. Maybe next time we'll, like, have the whole band on it. We'll schedule something, like, maybe for, like, uh, a weekend or something. Yeah, man. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll be in touch and we'll figure something out. That'd be really cool. Yeah, and definitely, you know, I message you through – you know, Facebook and everything like that. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll check the Facebook and stuff, but definitely keep me posted of any shows because I would definitely like to come out and see you guys. Awesome. Sounds great, man. All right, man. Thanks again, Alec. I appreciate it. You have a good, great night. You too, buddy. Take care. Yep. See ya.